Hello and welcome to the uh, Road to Glory podcast. Uh, for this podcast, we are going to talk about football, soccer, uh, and we're going to talk about more specifically the Premier League, the English Premier League. Um, as you know, not to be confused with the with the uh, Venezuelan Premier League. Yeah. Or the Antarctica. We'll talk about that I mean, we did. I mean, on this show, on the radio show version of this show, we did talk about esports. So, I mean, anything is anything's up for grabs, right, Alex? I mean, you make that joke, and I want to laugh with you, but in like four years, like Blaze Radio is just going to be like six different esports shows. So, I, you know, you laugh now, but That's you know. True. Man, I, you know, I, I should probably not be talking because I'll probably be, be covering esports in like three years. So you're gonna be like in a big arena with a bunch of kids and like uh, with like screens, and you're gonna have to like interview them afterwards. And you're you know you're just gonna be wondering what happened, and you're gonna think back to this podcast, and it's gonna be like you had to jinx it. These kids with these like giant rimmed glasses that are like taped together, you know, and, and I don't, they, I don't and, think you watch they, much. They talk. They talk to me. And they talk about how they're complaining about how the X button was too sticky for them, which is why they they lost their their match. So, Cokie Riley very unwoke when it comes to esports. Very old guy screams a cloud when it comes to esports. <laughs> I am old guy screams a cloud when it comes to esports. Um, but I am not old man uh, scr- screams at cloud when it comes to uh, the Premier League though, because um, today we had some new fixtures some new results Watford beat Norwich two to one Chelsea uh, won their second straight being Crystal Palace three to two and Arsenal drew against Leicester and do you know what that means Alex that Chelsea is uh is now in third yes Chelsea is now in third place up a point on Leicester who only gained a point um, from today's draw, they are now in fourth. So Leicester is in fourth with 59 points. And Manchester United are four points back of them. But Leicester have a game in hand. So, yeah, it, it, it's starting to heat up those final few Champions League spots. Um, and you can't count out teams like Wolves or even an Arsenal, given given the fact that Manchester City may be barred from the Champions League next season due to financial play uh rules true so alex just to start with you uh what chances do you think tottenham have making the champions league next season well i'm (laughs) that's so mean (laughs) the mean thing the mean thing i mean technically (laughs) they're two one and one since returning so there's that you're that sheffield lost that Sheffield loss was just killer. I mean, that was embarrassing, and that was just a killer. I mean, if they, if, let's say they win that game, and they're sitting in seventh right now, they're one back of Wolves. They're, you know, they're only four back of Manchester United. I mean, then you know you could talk about it, but that was a killer loss. And you know they they beat Everton yesterday. Good for them. Uh, it was a pretty ugly game to watch. And they have a pretty favorable schedule down the stretch with Bournemouth, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, and then pretty winnable games against 
Arsenal in a massive one against Leicester City. Like, they could go on a decent little run. But I don't know if we even trust them to go on a decent little run because, I, I don't know, I was just so disheartened by that Sheffield performance. And they I don't know, that, that really created a lot of distance that they need to make up the ground for. And Manchester United is playing better. Uh, Leicester, it, it, you know, they're kind of on a more of a downswing, but, you know, they still have a they're, – they're 11 points up on top. It, it's, it's really difficult to make up that. Uh, 11 points even though Leicester does have a game on them but uh, not great not not great for Tottenham at the moment Uh, I guess that they still do have a shot I I would say they have a okay shot at Europa a pretty decent shot at Europa especially with Manchester City not getting postseason play but I don't know man it's uh it's you know it's it's not looking great for their chances to get back to the Champions League I like to make fun of Arsenal a lot but they've actually been playing like better recently and I I know a a draw against Leicester City isn't the most impressive thing in the world but that's better than what they were doing under the last few days of Unai Emery's term there but I I want to I mean I I I was really just giving you crap when it came to the the whole question but (laughs) I I do want to get to Leicester because I I just think this is a really interesting scenario i think there's a real chance that not only do they miss out in the champions league they just miss out in european football altogether and my reason for that is since the restart they they've drawn twice lost twice um that includes an fa cup loss to chelsea they beat crystal palace three nothing good win and then they drew recently against arsenal but the real key part is here are their last here are their next four matches. Bournemouth, Sheffield, Tottenham, Manchester United. All teams in the top ten. All teams that are, at the very least, a challenge, if not playing really good soccer right now. And given the lack of goals that they've scored, especially since the restart, other than the three-goal performance against Crystal Palace, they've gone goalless twice, and they've scored only one goal in the other three games. They've had real trouble scoring goals, and with the schedule going, um, and with the schedule they've the really tough schedule they've had down, they're going to have down the stretch. I, I'm worried about their chances at um, holding on to a Champions League spot and being really challenged for a Europa League spot, even uh, even if Manchester City are axed out of the Champions League next season. So, w- w- what do you think about? Lester, what do you what do you think about this whole Champions League race in general? I just wanted to kick it off with them because I think they're the most interesting team um, of this group, even though they have the the the, the lead the, the lead goal scorer of the Premier League in Jamie Vardy with twenty two goals this season. Uh, yeah, but if you want to see much scoring, it, you know Vardy's great, but the, not the most fun team to watch at the moment. Um, they're in danger. I agree. I totally agree with you. They're, they're in a lot of danger. Uh, if Manchester United wins its next match and uh, against Aston Villa, I would imagine they would. Then there you go. Leicester is only a point up on Manchester United. And then you look, who's the next team? Well, it's Wolves. And you have a tough game against Sheffield. But if Wolves win, then Leicester is like just completely falling down. I don't think they'll lose their Europa spot. I think that they would really have to fall apart. Like, I think they'd have to win, like, go like one and three, essentially, 
and have Tottenham kind of rise uh, to lose that spot. So I, I don't see them totally missing out on Europa, but I, I don't really I, – I wouldn't bet on them keeping that uh, Champions League spot. I think Manchester, it's Manchester United's to lose at the moment. They're playing the best football, I think, of the teams that are right on the precipice. And it, it's just – it's tough for Leicester because they're just – they just didn't come back uh, with the right momentum. Uh, even though they were playing pretty well, they they won two games in a row by a combined 5 nothing when, you know, football stopped. And now when they come back, they they can't even put two goals on them in, in a game. So – Unless it's uh, yeah. Palace. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're a horrible team. And, and this is no. not because no. they're, they've overachieved the whole season. I, I do think they are a team that probably deserves at the end of the day to make a European spot. But I do think they're in more danger than some people think, even though I think defensively they're an excellent team. There's no uh, and buts or what's or if, ifs about it. Ben Chilwell, who's being um, coveted by Chelsea, He's he he's an excellent left back. Johnny Evans in the middle, uh, Kaglar Sonyuk as like sort of the Harry Maguire m- replacement next to him at center back. Like they have a really strong defense, and their midfield's really strong as well. But I, I, I don't know. Like like Vardy's obviously a heck of a player, but they don't have a, the their lack of creativity and and quality in the final third since the restart has been really concerning. And it's not like they have the talent to just sort of snap out of it and, you know, explode in a game, sort of like a Chelsea or a Manchester United can do, even though like, Oh, say they have a couple bad offensive performances, but you know, they have the talent to totally bounce back. Leicester doesn't really have that because they're a smaller club, frankly. And, um, and they just have less talent, but you know, I I just think they're in some trouble, but I I do want to talk about United and Chelsea. And the reason why I want to talk about these two teams is because a year ago from today, we were looking at both these teams like, Oh, uh, it might be a while before we see these, before we see these two giant clubs really live up anywhere close to their potential. And now we're sort of seeing these two teams sort of, coming at least close to um, that potential of being a world, like a really strong world power now. Um, which team do you want to start to talk about first? Uh, let's go with Chelsea. They won today. It seems, seems fitting. They've been, I mean, I, I, don't, I still don't totally ha- know what happened in that hiccup they had against West Ham. Um, but other than that, they've been rock stars since their return. And, you know, Christian Pulisic has been, obviously, you know, everybody in America who likes soccer is going to be paying attention and, and drooling over Pulisic, but he's been exceptional for them. Scored again today. Best player. And I think you said last time we talked about soccer, that he, it, it looks like he has the ball on a string when he dribbles. And his, it's, sometimes I think he tries a little bit too much sometimes when he could be passing it out or, or something, but it's so hypnotizing to watch him just work with the ball mm. and, you know, he's been fantastic. And Chelsea, you know, we know the defense isn't great, and it didn't look great today against Crystal Palace, but it's been pretty good otherwise, holding Manchester City to a goal, shutting out Leicester, shutting out Watford. Um, it definitely fell apart against West Ham, but, you know, and it's still an inconsistent defense, but 
it can put together really good performances. And with an offense, like the way that it's going right now, which has been awesome. Um, they're, they're, they're really hitting a stride and potentially going into another transfer window before um, maybe like the final version of this team for like potentially next year is set up. Yeah. They can get another good defender or two. They, and they'll be with Timo Werner coming in. Like it's, they, 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 I think world going back to that world status is, is definitely in the cards for them coming up in the near future. Yeah. The, there's rumors Declan Rice is coming over. Um, he's a young center back. There's mm-hmm. rumors that I mentioned earlier, Ben Chilwell, uh, who can help fill in the role at left back because they do really need a left back who can hold down the fort defensively, given the fact that Azpilicueta, sometimes they play him at left back, but he's really more of a right back center back type. Um, and they've had, instead, they've had to throw Reese James there at left back. He's a, he's a young, talented guy, but isn't quite ready to hold down the fort there defensively. Marcos Alonso is really a wing back, which is a, which is a big difference, um, especially when it comes to defensive responsibilities. But yeah, their defense and their, especially their defense on set pieces, they're one of the worst teams in the world at defending set pieces, actually. Um, those are, those are pro- those are their two biggest weaknesses and they need more physicality and they need more um, defenders who can do more than just one have have more than have have more than just like one uh, specialty when it comes to defending so it, it yeah they've been great because I, I'm they move the ball with with ease um, they they're, they're much better at maintaining possession and creating opportunities through possession than they have been really ever before. And, uh, and, and, and it seems like it's been as harmonious of a relationship between manager and coach for in this season than it has been for a long time. Um, and that's a really key thing because Chelsea goes in and out of managers. Like it's uh, like, they're just picking out ping pong balls <laughs> out of a, like, out of a machine. Um, so yeah. And I mean, you mentioned Pulisic as well. Like he's been their best player. He's been their top creator. He's been the guy who's vaulted all their offense and he's been a goal scorer for them. And he's, and it's a little different than Hazard in that he's awesome off the ball too. You don't need to just give him the ball and let him do his thing all the time. Like he did with Hazard, even though Hazard's obviously the better player, um, for now at least. (laughs) For now, he's for now. 20, what, he's 20 years old? We're 21 years old. Like, the, 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 seal, the sky's the limit for this guy. Um, and he's been the best player for one of the four best teams in the Premier League, and we've just never seen this from America before. But anyway, Chelsea's in a really good spot, and you bring in Hakeem Ziyech, you bring in Timo Werner, and now you have even more offensive power, firepower um, to go along with the fact that you already have a bunch of depth up front on this team. So yeah, they're, they're really an, an awesome center back and a good left back away from being a contender, maybe not for the Premier League title, given the way Liverpool are just running the show right now, but definitely a team that will could give a team like Liverpool fits and will give a teams like Real Madrid fits in the champions league. So. That was a long, that was like a Ted talk. <laughs> Welcome to my Chelsea TED Talk. Your Chelsea TED Talk. Riley. Uh, but 
that's enough Chelsea talk for now. Let's let's go on to Manchester United. Um, they look they're they're playing awesome right now, and their front three has been amazing. Yeah, and I, again, I don't think this matters. I think that they're the favorite now over Leicester City to keep that you know to get that spot um, at the moment or to take over number four. Uh, but I didn't realize their their schedule down the stretch is Aston Villa, Southampton, Crystal Palace. They'll get West Ham one more time, and then they play less. I mean that. They're going to rack up a lot more points and they have a lot more time to gain more momentum. And uh, yeah, no, they've, they've been really great. The offense scored five goals in their last game. And this young front uh, is looking really good. Mason Greenwood scored twice in the last game. Um, he's starting to really come on. Marcus Rashford, uh, you mentioned being hot last time, but continuously is playing pretty well. And Martial uh, continues to, to make that money worth it. So, you know, the, the front for Manchester United is looking great. Bruno Fernandes has been a pretty good creator for them, too. So, you know, in the, had a couple of – I don't even uh, – they gave them two to Bournemouth, but ultimately that's been it defensively. They've been pretty solid, too, since coming back. So uh, they've been just rock solid. And, you know, early in the year they had a lot of issues, and, I, you know, there's still certainly some stuff they need to do. And – a lot of players that they're linked to because they're Manchester United are always going to be linked to everybody. Um, you know, maybe Jaden Sancho comes over, maybe they get someone else. But um, this is a, a team that, even as it stands, has, I think, pretty good prospects going forward. And, you know, now they have a chance in the FA Cup to also continue that momentum, and that'll be a pretty fun matchup for them, too. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the only real issue this team has is – um, a couple defensive spots. They need someone to go along with McGuire at center back. And McGuire has been good, but he hasn't been spectacular for them. Um, De Gea has been an issue though. Uh, it, this mm. has really been pretty much two full seasons now of bad, bad football um, dating back to the world cup. And uh, it's, it's, it's gotta be concerning if you're a United fan, you know, do you need a new goalkeeper and that sounds crazy saying that now because like I said a couple years ago where he was considered as arguably the best goalkeeper in the world and a shoe-in to go into Real Madrid to go to Real Madrid and make the, the best team in the world even better um, and then that transfer fall, falls apart he goes to the World Cup stinks it up and he just has never been the same ever since um, he gave up another bad goal recently during the restart and that's a concern there. And they also, and like I said, they need that second center back spot. Um, and they could probably use uh, a fullback as well. So they do need some defensive help, but that's kind of a theme in with these clubs these days is that there's not a lot of great defenders and they're hard to find. And that's why Liverpool are so good. And uh, of, of course, Liverpool are, Premier League champions. We've known this for months now. Um, I want right. to get to them quickly because uh, not to they just won. load over the thing, the the what the, the title that we knew that were that they were going to get, and we have talked about the historical historical significance of that for sure. But the fact that they're linked to Tiago now, and what adding a guy like that, one of the one of the best, one of the one of the five to ten best holding midfielders in the world. What, what adding a guy like that what what do you think of them now as a team that 
can not only win the Premier League title for one season, but like for years to come now. Uh, they're so well run at the moment. Um, God, if they get Tiago, I, I don't, I don't know what what stops them because Tiago is in his essentially entering his prime, really, um, or he's like in his prime at the moment. Um, so that just makes them probably the most dangerous team in the world for the next two to three years, um, I suppose. And you know they've done a nice job of locking up the back four pretty well. Um, but, you know, I guess that the spot that they needed was just adding that one more midfielder and they got, they're going to get one of the best in the world at that to go along with a really good front and a really good back. So it's, I just, you know, it continues to make this team look as invincible as any other in the world. And, you know, they won Champions League last year. They now finally win the Premier League. Now I guess it's time for them to sort of, uh, dynasty it up a little bit and, and try to keep that these Premier League titles coming in um, for the next few years. To freshen up the squad and add bring more competition to to the team by adding a guy like Tiago, who is one of the best ball moving midfielders in the world, is just ridiculous. Um, especially given where this team was three four years ago when they sell Coutinho and it's like, and they're also just coming off the Sterling um, uh, selling Sterling. And it, and it really feels like Liverpool is turning into almost like a second tier big club closer to Tottenham than to a team like Manchester United or Chelsea. And now three, four years later, uh, Klopp, you know, does his magic and all of a sudden they're not only the best team in the Premier League, they're probably the best team in the world. They're coming off a Champions League title the year before, and now they have the Premier League title, and now they may be adding Tiago. It's, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, because they already have the best front three in the world just given just based off pure chemistry and how each player feeds off one or the other. And they already had a strong midfield, given the way, especially given the way Naby Kate has played this season. It, it's, it's absurd. Um, sim- simply put, absurd. I mean, they were already absurd this year. So. <laughs> um, exactly. Twenty-three um, point lead over Manchester City, and uh, they got even—they're going to get even better potentially. Exactly. Not much um, else to say there, um, but yeah, with Manchester City, I mean, who knows what they're going to look like next year? Exactly. Um, probably pretty similar, but bringing in new guys is going to be difficult with their. Uh, with their one-year ban, you know, they, Manchester United, if the yeah. if if the ban sustains, yeah, you know, Chelsea, Manchester United can make things um, pretty interesting going into next year, but Liverpool just clearly is a step ahead of everybody else. So you know, we'll we'll see if like Manchester United and Chelsea could could keep that momentum going, but man, dethroning that monster is going to be it, it. Might take some time. Um. I, I do think Liverpool are the favorites for next season, but I wouldn't be stunned if City won the league next year, just given the way uh, – how good of a manager Pep is, how motivated this team is now for losing their title, and how I, – I mean, I, there's, a, there's a chance that they're – I want to say embarrassed, but, you know, a little hurt by the fact that they lost the league by this many points. And if Phil Foden can take a step forward and, and kind of maybe not fix – fully fill the hole that David David Silva is going to leave 
then I, I, they have a chance at um, potentially moving up, moving up a step. And but they're going to need the money to do so and uh, the ability to do so by adding another center back. If, but if they do enter, add, add that center back and maybe a left back as well, then I, I think they're right there with Liverpool. Honestly, hmm. they have to get creative with it. Um with the funds and with like selling to a player to come over now, you know, we'll be back to, to full strength next year as far as like being able to compete in other tournaments. So, yeah, but you're right. It is going to be like, okay, this is, this is the thing we're going for this season. If they can't compete for a champions league um, or a Europe or well, they wouldn't be in the Europe anyway, but um, if they, if they can't compete for a chance, it's like, this is it, you know? Yeah. So there might be, there might be an added um, intensity as well as rest. Um, that they don't have those mid-week mid games yeah. to to kind of weave into the schedule. So I mean, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's how Chelsea won the league and on their first year under Antonio Conte. They didn't have European football that year, so they could just concentrate only in the league with a smaller squad, and it worked brilliantly under in his first season. Second season, not so much, but that's Chelsea managers for you. Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything else to add on the Premier League? Any Carlo Ancelotti takes? <laughs> oh, Everton! Uh, shouts to Everton because they were you're getting they were uh, in the in a regular relegation battle at one point yeah. toward the middle of the season, and then they hire Ancelotti, and now they're in eleventh place. And they're getting better, losing to Tottenham uh, this past week. So, yeah, that was their first good. loss. That was their first loss since returning to play. So it's impressive. They've been playing well. They've been, they've, they've been much better, especially defensively. They've looked really good. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they have a good roster, and I'm, I'm interested to see Everton moving forward, um, as well as Wolves and Sheffield United, given the fact that all those teams are in the top 11 to go along with Burnley. So now we've mentioned the top 11 teams. Um, so We had to get our Burnley talking. Get our Burnley talking. Do you have any Burnley, yeah, our- hot Burnley take? Take some you know, Sam Dyke takes. Burnley will be a Europa League team next season. Really? No. No. I think the Premier League is getting stronger, even though even even though Tottenham's going backwards. Um, I agree. <laughs> so that it's going to be tougher for these other teams, especially if Leicester is just going to be a top seven, eight, seven or eight team for. Uh, you know, the next how many years now, especially if they get more money by making European competition, even if it's just the Europa League. So, right. yeah, it's, it's sort of interesting. Um, yeah, Tottenham could, Tottenham could still make Europa. They could still do it. They had, they, you know, they could, they could, they could overtake Arsenal. It's possible. They, could do it. they, have, a, they have a big match against Arsenal coming up soon, I believe. I believe you are correct. They do. It's on, uh, it's on Sunday. There's a chance that could be a Europa League spot right there. Could be. Winner of that game. But, so, with the soccer season now no, fully up and running, we, we kind of wanted to like, give, our, give our updated takes on all that's going on. What, and uh, the FA Cup just finished its quarterfinals recently. And uh, the semifinals, now, now as it stands, will be Chelsea-Manchester United. And Arsenal and Manchester City. Those are the semifinals. Uh, what are your reactions to that, Alex? 
checks out. <laughs> that's it. Just it checks, checks out. out. It checks out. It makes that's a good. That's a solid final four. I mean, I think that Chelsea versus Manchester United is going to be a fascinating matchup. Chelsea's playing unbelievable right now. They've been on a tear. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about Chelsea in a minute here. And Manchester United's been playing better. So yeah. there, this I think that's a really fun matchup. Um, Arsenal versus Manchester City, I think, is more one sided. Um, but it's not like Arsenal, you know, isn't capable of, of defeating Manchester City. I wouldn't bet on it, but you know, I think uh, you know they have had a good they have a good manager to kind of right the ship, but it's not going to happen right away. Um, they've been a mess for a couple of years now, so um, I think it'll take a little bit of time. But the fact that they got this far is pretty good, and I think that Manchester City, Manchester City is just the better running ship at the moment. So, um, but I, I do like the matchups, and I think that whoever wins between Manchester United versus Chelsea, and if Manchester City wins, that could be a really, really fun final. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit your take about the Arsenal Man City matchup because I don't think Arsenal has a chance. I think they're gonna get like smashed. Like this could get really ugly. And yeah, it's it's because especially if like they have to throw David Luiz at center back. And uh, which Ugh. may very well happen, especially since Luis just signed a new contract at Arsenal that will at least keep him for the remainder of the season. So, yeah, I, and I don't have enough faith, faith in like Pablo Mari and Scordon Mustafi, who's been a major disappointment for them that, since, since signing. Um, and like it, they're just a disaster in the back, especially at center back. All right, all right. Let me, let me, let me ask me again how, how, how I feel about the, the FA Cup. Yeah, so Alex, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the, the, uh, the, the FA Cup, you know, you know, this new, these new ties, these matchups, Alex? Uh, Manchester, Manchester United versus Chelsea is fascinating because both teams are on the up. Chelsea's been playing unbelievably lately. They haven't lost yet since they gotten back. And, we're, and I know you're going to want to talk about them a lot in a little bit, so I'll let, yeah. you, I'll let, you, I'll let you go off on that. Um, and Manchester City, excuse me, Manchester United has been playing pretty well since they've been coming back too. Um, so I think that's going to be a fun matchup. Arsenal, Manchester City. Um, Arsenal, I think, has a brighter future ahead. Um, but, uh, you know, if it's like what has a better chance, Manchester, Manchester City falling to Arsenal or David Luiz kicking the ball into his own net again, uh, essentially, <laughs> what, what has a higher chance of happening? I'd, I'd say probably David Luiz um, giving Manchester City a goal. Uh, just the back line is is a mess for Arsenal, and it's going to take a while to kind of fix it. So good on them for getting this far. Um, but, man, I, I think this is totally Manchester City versus um, either Chelsea or Manchester United, and I think that would be a – Either way, that'll be a fun matchup. Especially, I think, of Chelsea, because I think Chelsea's really sort of peaking right now. I think they're, they're playing really well. Yeah. Um, uh, they, 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 offensively, they just look really comfortable. Um, Lampard's done a good job of bringing along these young players. And, you know, when young players have a lot of confidence, and it turns into good things, especially when you have this much talent. And they're getting – and defensively, they've been better recently. 
a little more dis little more discipline. They still need more size and strength in the back and moving forward. But as it stands right now, I mean, Rudiger being healthy is a is a big factor in this. In that, mm-hmm. at like having him in the lineup every pretty much every single game, kind of helps fortify that a little bit defensively. Even though you don't want him to be your number one center back necessarily, he's a really good number two. Um, Aspilicueta on the right side is an excellent defender. And for whatever reason, they're kind of getting lucky these last few weeks because they're getting away with Marcos Alonso as their left back. And, uh, you know, he can't really defend. He's a left wing back. You know, he's not a left back. It's, that's a, and that sounds like a small difference, but it really is a big difference. But anyway, um, what, what, what this team's really, really um, hanging their hat on right now is the American, Christian Pulisic. He's playing great. Um, yeah. The ball you know, stays, sticks on his feet like like a ball on a string, and even though he didn't score against in the FA Cup tie against Leicester Leicester City, he made a couple turns in that game that just kind of reminded you of just how good he is, how explosive he is. That goal he scored against Manchester City that I'm sure you saw, where I mean City had a horrendous mistake in the back, um, as you saw, but. He was flying down. He, he was still, flying. He like, blew by two defenders with the ball in his feet and then had a perfect curling finish into the back, into the corner, into the far corner of the net on the breakaway by himself. And that ended up proving, like, victory for, for Chelsea in that game. Like, he is – he is so good. I, I really didn't expect him to jump out, like, quite like this in the Premier League, you know, because we've had guys like this – we've had Americans – play well in the Premier League here and there, but not 20-year-olds on high transfer fees from another big club like this. Like right. He is probably the most talented American soccer player of all time. Right, and it was looking a little dire for a sec when he got hurt. and It was like, oh, is Chelsea going to replace him already? You know, <laughs> but – um soccer works that way i mean it, if a guy gets hurt and sometimes he'll just lose his spot you know he's it, it's soccer is such a now sport people the, the play like management and front offices don't look at the big picture nearly enough so that's why we were so worried no reason to be though because he's been brilliant two 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 goals or excuse me two games in a row where he scored a goal and then he didn't score against Leicester City, but they're still very good in that game. Um, and so now they got Manchester United. Um, do you like that matchup? Or are you concerned? I, it's a fascinating matchup because now that Pogba's actually playing, uh, <laughs> that's a, probably the, like, the number one reason why United's been playing better recently is because Pogba's actually playing. Um, yeah. That they're – they look better under Ole. Things are a little are much quieter there. Not a lot of drama. That's good news for them. Um, I, I I don't know. It, it'll be fascinating to see how United ha- handle a, like a hot Chelsea team because um, it, it, they had a really impressive win recently against Sheffield United and um, in the in the Premier League and and. At, and Rashford's been playing well recently. Um, it'll, yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting matchup. 
to be honest. And there's, these are two teams that I think are going in the general right direction. Um, and and, it'll, and, it, and it, it, although I do think Lampard is the better manager of the two, um, the Pogba factor cannot be understated, especially just given, you know, at his best, he's the best midfielder in the world. So, Do you see any light at the tunnel for Arsenal getting to the FA Cup final? Um, no, I, it, there's a better chance the coronavirus just dis, like dissipates and we're all okay tomorrow than Arsenal beating City in this cup tie because it's just such a bad matchup because, Ar- because City already had Ar- is a more talented version of what Arsenal wants to be. I mean, Mikel Arteta was an assistant coach under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City just like less than a year ago. So, um, so when Arteta comes to with Arteta now ahead of Arsenal, he wants to implement a team and a system very similar, if not exactly like what they already have at Manchester City. City already has more talent, and they're going to have more possession, obviously, in the game. And given that, it's like it's just a horrible match because Arsenal need the ball in order to succeed because they're not a strong defensive team whatsoever, even if they are more organized now than they were at any point under Unai Emery, who was a disaster and no idea what he was doing. Um, so, it, it, I don't know, it's, it's a, it'll be a different-looking Arsenal going down the road, but as of right now, it's, I mean, it's pretty clear that City's just like Arsenal, but a lot better. Yep, so the next FA Cup matches are July 18th, that's Manchester United versus Chelsea, and then on the 19th is Arsenal versus Man City. Um, do, you ever, do, you, do you think there's a team between Manchester United and Chelsea that matches up better against Manchester City? Um, or do you think Manchester City is the favorite uh, for this tournament? I think City's the favorite, but they're vulnerable given, again, their lack of depth at the back. Um, I mean, we saw it, and that's why they lost to Chelsea recently, is because they had that horrible mishap in the back. Um, and with Fernandinho not, with Fernand, especially also with Fernandinho getting that red card that led to the second goal uh, on the William penalty, and that's not even including the, the again that huge mishap they had that led to the Pulisic goal earlier in the game. So um, City are vulnerable, and it really comes down to the it'll really come down to those three teams. I think right now Chelsea's the hot team and they're probably the, like, they would be like the nice hot pick, but I don't think there's a, I, to be honest, there might, there may not be a favorite right now for the FA cup. And, and, it, and it kind of depends how comfortable Chelsea are within the league too. We'll, it'll be interesting to see how much, how hard they try at this, because that's also a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but City's pretty comfortable in its second place, so I think my guess is they're going to go pretty hard to go for that double um, with the FA Cup and uh, not not the double. What am I talking about? Like Liverpool's already out of the competition. Well, City wants a wants a trophy, right? So I, mm-hmm. my guess is they'll. I mean, now that they've been officially eliminated from Premier League competition in terms of winning the title, they'll go pretty hard for this FA Cup. So. Uh, we could go into Bundesliga, but that's it's over. Um, <laughs> congratulations to to Dortmund, or not to Dortmund, to uh, to Bayern. Congratulations and, uh, to Borussia Mönchengladbach for making the Champions League. How about that? They, they, that's they a good one. Made it in a while. Um, 
congrats to them. You know, just, they they held off Leverkusen too. That's a Wolves esque team. You know, a lot of solid players that fit together, right? Soccer is all about fit. You know, you can yeah, you you, you can play more than your the it's about more than the sum of your parts, right? If you look at the Montenegro Gladbach team, not a lot of names jump out at you. Sort of like that Wolves team, even though there's a couple names on that Wolves team, you're like, oh, he's really good, like Adama Traore. But yeah, they had to fight for that too because um, they had to really hold off Leverkusen. They had to win essentially their last three games um, to to hold them off by a couple of points. Yeah. So it was good on them. They they held off. Huh? Yeah, it was like a dramatic, tight battle, sort of like very similar to the Premier League in terms of. Uh, those last couple Champions League spots in the Bundesliga. Yeah, good with uh, Gladbach. I mean, they had the the goal differential advantage too, so they they needed to like lose to Hertha, and that would have gotten Leverkusen in. But yeah. now they held them off, and now they got it. So that'll yeah. be pretty fun for them to, uh, going forward. Other than that, I mean, Bayern. There was a little bit of a race, um, but Bayern just. When, when once football returned, it they just took off like it was nothing. Wiped the floor. <laughs> I know they just yeah, it's get like before. Beat Leverkusen, beat Frankfurt, beat Gladbach, beat Werder, beat Freiburg, beat Wolfsburg, and then yeah, they just kind of ran with it. Yeah. Dortmund had a, you know had their shots, but ultimately they didn't. Ultimately, they just they fell they fell to Bayern, and then that was it. Um, and then after that, they just kind of. Phoned it in. They they lost four 0 to Hoffenheim. It didn't matter. <laughs> so good for Hoffenheim. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I mean, now we're just gonna wait and see Bayern in the Champions League. They have they have to wait a while, but they're gonna be really formidable. I think they're the favorites. They talk about I, the pieces I, fitting, yeah. like the the pieces fit over there. You know, even within the big names. So I can't debate you on that. Bayern looks really good. <laughs> They look great, especially, I mean, if you watch that Chelsea tie at all, like, if you just watch, like, 20 minutes of that game, you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know? And they did made Chelsea look like an amateur team, a bunch of amateurs out there. And uh, Chelsea didn't play well, but, like, jeez. It was like, whoa. <laughs> it was a 3 nothing score, and it probably should have been more. Um, but, yeah. that's a, Again, that's a podcast for another day. Well, uh, for Alex Jane my name is Koki Riley. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Road to Glory football podcast. Um, giving you a little Premier League update. And uh, congratulations to Liverpool for winning the Premier League. And uh, we'll, be, we'll probably give know, what, one, more, one or two more updates on the Premier League before the season ends. Or one update before and one update after it just concludes or something like that but either way um yeah. thank you for listening into today's podcast and uh yeah thanks for listening